Greetings, welcome, hey yo! And to my peeps, sac passe, I'm Herdi Mercier, your chief grief crusader, and I am so excited to get on the mic tonight. And I have to tell you, every time it's time for me to get on the mic, I get excited. Why? Because I get to inform you, I get to empower you, I get to encourage you, and I get to motivate you in having you see that grief is not so bad. As a reminder, I want to remind you, I want to keep reminding you that my work in helping you redefine grief only requires one thing. And that one thing is for you to know that grief is normal. Grief is a normal reaction to any loss, any loss, the loss of a child, a breakup, a move. You may be even experience grief around the coronavirus. Um, it's a change in your normal schedule. It's having you think and now it has you anxious. You may even be out of work. You may be even experiencing financial grief because you're out of work and your job currently will not be providing any pay because you're out of work. And so now you're experiencing grief around finances. As I've said before, and I'll continue to say, there are so many layers to grief. There are so many hats that you can wear in regards to grief. But one of the key things in helping you understand grief is saying everything that you're experiencing now is normal, being anxious about it, um, having a little fear, um, however, the power of understanding grief, it is, is the key to helping you, helping you to realize that it is now time to move into action and put in my healthy coping skills, my healthy coping skills, whether it's tapping into my faith or working out instead of getting ice cream or talking to your girlfriend, finding your community instead of isolating. And those are the things that are going to help you move through this season without you being alone. And that's one of the things I like to say that you don't want to do when you're grieving is grieve by yourself. Yeah, you may have those moments when you're crying in the shower by yourself. Totally understand. I've been there, done that. However, when you grieve in community, it's, it's, it's freeing. It is so freeing when you grieve in community and know that you have support. And for today's episode, before we even get started, I want to tell you that it's going to be about faith. I have been showcasing um, the three most important things that I like to do in my life on my Instagram and Facebook. And the very first thing is I love to laugh. I'm talking about where your ribs hurt laughter. And I know we can't do anything about what's going on in the world today. But those times that I am able to laugh, I laugh and I laugh out loud to the point I throw my head back. I'm gagging at sometimes <laughs> trying to catch my breath. But I love to laugh. The second thing I love to do is dance. Oh, MG. I dance like no one is watching. And I have a video on that on my social media. If you want to see me get down, please go visit Herdeen Mercier on Instagram or or Facebook. 
I have my social media page. The third thing, okay, I told you I like to laugh. I like to dance. And my third thing that I love to do, all-time favorite, is sing. I think singing speaks to my soul. Singing, singing recharges me. And singing reminds me that I am going to be okay. And I have to be clear in understanding. There was a time I stopped singing. There was a time I stopped dancing. There was a time it hurt to even laugh. So I know right now, if you're unable to sing, if you're unable to dance, or if you're unable to like tap into those things that bring you joy, that's the power of being a grief crusader is that you're educating yourself so that you can take those small steps that's going to help you create the big change you need, not to get your old life, but to get your new life embracing your your past journeys or embracing the time that you had with your loved one who's no longer here. See, the thing is, once you're able to create this new life, you do not have to exclude the old. You can take all the great memories, all the great times, all the all the wonderful times that you've been together and dancing and loving and cheering, attending weddings. You can always carry those in your heart. That is the truth. And so I want to remind you today that your grief journey is not the end because I came back to my first love of singing and dancing and I cannot forget laughing, singing and dancing and laughing. And so pause for a moment during your time of grief. What have you turned your back on? What had that you what used to bring you joy no longer brings you joy and you forgot about it. I want to ring the bell today and say, don't forget about it. Slowly incorporate it back into your life. Grief Crusaders, you can do this. You can do this. And I believe in you. And for today's episode, I want to tell you that I will be introducing the faith anchor. And I want you to imagine grief crusaders. If this is your first time listening to an episode, I have developed five anchors that I have been going over and teaching. So please go back to truth is, um, and where it talks about freedom, the freedom of telling the truth about your grief, then go to your heart anchor. And I call that the heart anchor because I really do believe your broken heart can be restored. Then I talk about the connection. You are not alone. You are not alone because so many times what I've realized in my own grief experience, as well as working with grievers, they feel that they are alone during their grief journey. And in today's episode, we will cover the faith anchor, the faith anchor. And that is to trust without reservation, the faith anchor to trust without reservation. Why is this important? I believe it is important because when you're going through your grief journey, there's times you, you, you are like, why me, God? Why am I going through this mess by myself. Are you listening? I'm pleading. I'm praying with you. I'm 
pleading for you to to heal my sick child. I'm pleading for you to help my husband find a job. I'm pleading for you to help me find a new job. Are you listening to me? And sometimes you 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 may even be thinking crickets. I hear nothing. Is he did God stop listening to me? And the reason I can connect with you in this piece of why the faith pillar is so important. I've been there. I am raising my hand. I've asked every single question. Why me? Why aren't you listening? I'm still, I'm still in this hell of an emotion, father. I'm here. I need you. Where are you? Please show up. Please show up. I need you to show up. And in needing God to show up, and hearing crickets, I felt like my faith pillar was being bruised. It was being bumped. It was being rattled. It was having this emotional experience of on, just imagine a roller coaster ride. No answer, so I thought. And I want to take you back. I want to take you back to 2007. I married the love of my life. We built our dream home in Tampa, Florida. We saw it from the ground up go up. Um, My sister early, she lived around the corner. It was just a magical time for us. And then one day hubby comes and probably about a year later in our new home, he's, he had the heart desire to get a PhD. And and so now Jameson comes to me and say, honey, um, I want a PhD and I'm, and I'm so excited for him. I'm like, yes, let's do it. Not knowing what was coming next. Not knowing that obtaining that PhD required for us to move and leave my dream house. I picked the towels. I picked the stove. I picked the the washer and the dryer. Uh, I started designing the home, the inner um, designs of the home. And now to leave that, can you say shattering? To leave my sister, we were both pregnant at the same time. I was pregnant with Azriel, my firstborn. She was pregnant with her secondborn, Cameron, my nephew. I have to be honest. Him wanting a PhD didn't look too good at this point because it was shattering my dreams, the mental dreams that I had already had. That I would walk around the corner to my sister. The kids would play together. So. That car ride from Tampa to Fort Lauderdale, I cried the entire time. I'm talking about, (laughs) like I cried the entire time. Why? Because my idea or my dreams or me committing to hubby getting his PhD was not really affecting my dream of living around the corner. That's why I built, I built the house anyway, next to my sister. We're that close. That car ride began this downward spiral to mapping something out, having a plan and nothing goes as planned. 
And for me as an individual who took planning as a way of perfection so that I did not feel heartbreak, it was rattling me to the core. For example, we had to then move in with grandma. Remember, I just told you we built our own house to not now not having a job, having my firstborn, um, being ready to come to life. And now we're living with grandma. Yes, we're looking for a job. I should say, well, Jameson, the plan was for Jameson to look for a job and I stay home to raise our daughter. Huh, shattered again, because now I get called for a job 30 days after having my baby and the idea of or the dream that I have of being home for the first year was then again shattered. And it also shattered my faith. Remember that faith of intangible. I prayed to be a stay-at-home mom. And now our financial situation um, is causing some grief. And the only solution at the point is for me to go to work and Jameson become the stay-at-home dad. (gasps) Shattering. What about my dreams? What's going on here? I know I agree for him to get his PhD, but... Now it's really interfering with my dreams on another level to it's 2008 and the market isn't doing well. Remember that dream home that I told you about? Mm, We can't sell it. Talk about a hit to your credit. Having to now volunteer to turn in our Ford Explorer. Like I remember driving that on one hour to the bank. To say, here, we cannot afford those payments. Please, um, take your car back. Shattering. And one of the things that I want to tell you, that my faith, I felt like my faith with every blow and me pleading and me crying and me asking God, please help me. There was just another blow around the corner. Just another blow around the corner about life and and our plans. And I just want to tell you that I turned my back on faith. Everything else was going right in our life, from me being in a happy relationship to to being the mother of Azriel, and then I birthed Tamar, then I birthed Jason. But those were some trying times built around a lot of grief from the move to the financial grief to dealing with me. Like I had to deal with those emotions to me going back to work and not really being happy about being there. So I'm telling you, this is why redefining grief is so important because I want you to know that anchoring down in your faith when I really, 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 really put those back together. And it I have to be honest, the downward spiral started in 2008. I probably didn't really pick back up my anchor, my faith anchor in the last two years. And I can tell you that I am propelling in the right direction because I'm really having honest conversations with God. And that's why I tell you, he will answer your questions with grace. He will hear out your questions with grace. You have to just be willing to sit still long enough 
to absorb and listen to the whisper. I call it the whisper because the first time he speaks to us, it comes very so subtle. You hear it. It's like a guiding light to help guide you along the way on this thing called life is a part of your grief journey. Now, let me tell you this. There's a reason why I didn't start off with faith. Because I really think you need to tell the truth about how you feel and then express to God about your your heart has been broken like you have to you have to let that out. Then you have to re- make the right connections to help you to motivate you and then you look at your the 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 faith anchor in helping to helping you to trust without reservation. And I know I said a lot and I know that you're processing a lot. But what I want you to know is that your faith is trusting without reservation. Your faith is trusting without knowing um, where the, your, your next footstep is going to land. But what I want you to know in having that faith, it is the key um, to helping you realize that you will be okay and you're not alone. This is me reminding you that life is not perfect, but you must live it. Life is not perfect, but you must live it. That is vital. That is vital because why? You only get one. You only get one life. On sait la vie. Don't allow your grief experiences to rob you of living your life to the fullest. I know it may be hard. I know you have trying times. I know that you can't stop crying. I know that you are weary because of the sorrow and the pain. But I really want you to know that you will, you will get through it. You will get through this season because I said it earlier. I started singing again. I started dancing and lately I really have been laughing and I want that for you too. It's your girl, Herdeen Mercier, your chief grief crusader. Please, I want to know how your thoughts about the episode. Leave a review. Rate me five star. Come chat with me over on social media world at Herdeen Mercier. Don't do this by yourself. There's no reason. There's no reason for you to be doing this by yourself. Have an amazing day. And please don't forget to wash your hands. Be safe. And at this point in our life, don't let no one touch you. <laughs> Humor is good for the soul. Bye-bye.